the Black Wrestling Revolution Podcast. Oh, Kofi trying to find it. Kofi free. Kofi. When we talk all things wrestling from the WWE, we already saved WWE. NXT, Belair goes for the cover. Lateral press hooks a leg. New Japan Pro Wrestling and AEW. Now here is your host, Tracy, aka Smiley. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Black Wrestling Revolution podcast. And we got a lot to talk about this week. A lot happened on the internet. I pissed a lot of white people off. Uh, we had some technical difficulties with a no-hook episode. But let's go ahead and talk about it. If you have not, you know, if you if you got this episode from Twitter, then you have not opened the webpage and seen the big huge picture. So let's go ahead and talk about it. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. Now, I know what you're probably thinking in your head. You're probably like, oh, God, she's about to go on a rant. Well, if you're not here for the rant, then I'll see you next week. Bye. But if you're still here, let's go ahead and talk about the big fat elephant in the room. Yes, white people. I am talking about racism and wrestling. So let's go ahead and talk about it. Since y'all know so much more than me. You know, me being a black fan. And also having black wrestlers as friends. But you know so much more than I do. So let's just go ahead and talk about it then, white people. So I made a post earlier this week. Someone had uh, posted a, a picture of the New Day with all the belts. When Kofi had the WWE Championship. And Xavier and Big E were the Tag Team Championships. And I put, and I quote, and white people were mad. It was the best time. That was the most traction one of my tweets have ever fucking gotten. Oh my God. When I tell you so many people literally were just like, okay, half of the white people were like, not me, me, not I, I was not, no, what? No, never. I love the new day. I love black people. Like, no, not me. I could never, I loved it. No, not me. No, 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 no. Like, okay, I get it. Like, that wasn't about you. Like, if you weren't one of those people, cool, cool, cool. Like, I wasn't talking about you. I was talking about the other fucking white people who literally about maybe about a week or two after Kofi won the championship and they immediately turned on Kofi saying how Kofi doesn't act like a champion. Kofi doesn't look like a champion. Kofi doesn't, um, Kofi is too much of a happy ass champion. Uh, Kofi is still throwing around pancakes. Uh, Kofi is still dancing and twerking with Xavier and Big E. No, no, no. That is not how champions are supposed to be. Champions are supposed to be this hardcore ass, big, buff, muscular man who always walks around with a fucking frown on his face. Like, I, I don't know. How is somebody, how is a champion supposed to act in white people? How is Kofi, who was literally part of the New Day, comes out twerking, comes out dancing, comes out happy as fuck, and is himself in the damn ring, in and out of the ring, he is himself. How, how is he supposed to act in white people? Please tell me, please enlighten me, please educate me. How is this happy ass black man supposed to act now that he has a championship? Do you want to go, do you want him to immediately turn into this fucking sour puss ass fucking black man with a fucking title around his waist with, you know, big ass muscles going to look at me, champion, me, her, her. Is that what you want? Is that what you want? Is that what you fucking want? 
Like, I, I don't get it. Please, like, please enlighten me, white people. How are black men supposed to act? How, sorry. How are black wrestlers supposed to act when they get big championships? Please enlighten me. Because apparently they can't be happy. They can't be throwing pancakes. They can't be fucking uh, twerking. No, none of that. They don't act like a champion. Apparently they can't be little either. Apparently you have to be big. You have to be muscular. Um, you have to be what, uh, you know, Vince in his eyes, you have to like Brock Lesnar to basically get any fucking sort of attention in this goddamn industry. And I don't fucking understand it. White people. I look white people. I'm speaking directly to you because obviously you guys, like I said, you know more than I do. So I just, I just want, I just, I'm asking because apparently you know more than me. You were in my comments, you know, my posts calling me all types of races and how I'm, I'm, I'm dumb and that I make black people look bad. Well then please educate me. I don't fucking know, you know, me being a black, you know, fan of wrestling and also having black wrestlers, apparently black wrestlers as friends. Apparently I know nothing. Uh, apparently you know everything so please white people if if you listen to this please just come in my dms or you know comment under one of my posts please enlighten me on how black wrestlers are supposed to act when they have championships i i apparently i just don't know am i i'm stupid like even though i've been a fan of this business and you know literally i've been a fan of this business for over a decade now maybe more, maybe a decade and more. And apparently I, I don't know how black people are supposed to act, even though I'm black myself and white people know more than me. Apparently, apparently uh, I'm just saying allegedly, apparently that's what it seemed like on my post. Just all these white people like, Oh no, 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 no. Like me, God, no, <laughs> me, a white person be unhappy with three black men as champions. <laughs> No, not me. I have no idea what you are saying. I was, I was so, I was so happy. Whatever do you mean? I love black people. My, well, I have black friends. I, of course not. Of course not. Sorry, I'm sorry. This is how, this is how I think some white people act. I'm sorry. Also, it's like almost one thirty in the morning, so you're gonna get, you know, me a little loopy. I'm a little loopy because I'm very tired, but also like, that's how some white people were acting. I'm not going to sit here and bullshit. That's how some of them were fucking acting. So they just, you know, like put their arms up like, oh, what? No, not me. I was, I was so happy. What? And there were even some black men trying to say, oh, don't put race into this. What are you talking about, my brother? Especially we're still doing Black History Month. So whatever do you mean, brother? This is wrestling. This is pro wrestling. Do you know how much racism is in pro wrestling? Like, do we have to go down the list of the most racist shit that we have seen from even back in the Attitude Era? Let's not talk about, you know, when Vince, Vincent Kennedy McMahon literally said, my nigga, on live television in front of Booker T and his wife. Let's let's, just, let's not forget that. Let's just let's never forget that. Let's hang that above his head. Put that on his grave whenever he does kick the bucket. Let's not forget Vincent Kennedy's big man said my nigga in front of a live crowd. Do you really think that will go forward in 2021? You really think if Vincent Kennedy McMahon came out and said my nigga? To John Cena, who also was literally playing a fucking stereotype. 
fucking stereotype, a really bad stereotype. Look like fucking Malibu Most Wanted. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and act like I didn't love it. I love me some basic thugonomics, John Cena, okay? That shit was hilarious. But now that I'm older, I'm like, that wouldn't get by in today's, you know, today in 2021, that wouldn't fly. That just... Mm, nah, it would make black folks look bad. And they're just like, okay, you're a walking stereotype, Mr. John Cena. But I'm not going to sit here and bullshit because we all love based on Mr. John Cena. We all did. If you're trying to sit here and act like you didn't, well, something's wrong with you because that shit was fucking hilarious. And goddamn it, if that shit was not fucking catchy, okay? His fucking music was catchy back in the fucking day. Like, God fucking damn. Anyways. So now that it is 2021 and there's still hella racism in WWE, like, let me go down the list. So let me start with my favorite, Naomi. Naomi, maybe about a year or two ago, she put out a post about how she wanted to start getting more TV time and she wanted to be a champion again because she's only been champion twice. The first time she had to give up her championship in less than 24 hours because she got injured and she was gone for about a good, like, I think maybe a year. I can't remember. But then her second reign only lasted from WrestleMania until SummerSlam. And she gave it up to Natalia, of all people. And then she never got another, and then she never got another chance. She was basically not used after that. And so for her, you know, come out and say like, oh, you know, I want more TV time. I want to be a champion again. You know, I've worked so hard to get to where I am now. There were white people in her comments literally telling her, and I quote, and I fucking quote, they turn her to shut up and be grateful for what she has. And I was like, how fucking dare you tell her to shut up and be fucking grateful? Or, or here's my favorite that we should all calm down. Like we, we, you know, when Bianca was in NXT and she got multiple times to get the championship and she never did. And what did white people tell us? Oh, it's not her time yet. Just wait. It'll come. It's not her time yet. It's not her time yet. The entire time in NXT, she never got the championship. And I'm going to sit here and say it right now. I know a lot of people probably fancy this woman, but Shayna Baylor, sorry, <clears throat> Shayna Baszler's title runs, both of them were boring as fuck. I said it, okay? They were boring as fuck. They were long as fucking reigns. That was long as hell. And she's she's one of those slow technical wrestlers. She's great. I'm not gonna sit here and lie. Shayna Baszler, she's fucking great. But her title reigns mm, weren't fucking the greatest. I just sat there in a Jordan because I was like, yes, you know, this woman's champion. He's like, yes, like dominate the entire fucking, you know, NXT locker room. But like, God damn, it should have been Bianca's turn. Like, if we have to sit around and wait and you white people tell us, oh, it's not their time. It's not their time. Then when is it the fucking right time then, huh? When is it? Because do you know how long it is? Sorry. Do you know how long it is for black people to actually have a champion, like, to be at the top of the fucking, to be, basically just be at the fucking top. Do you know how long we have to fucking wait? Like, please, show me the most longest list of black people as champion. I'll wait. And no, not The Rock. And no, not uh, Mark Henry. Can you name any others? No? Not a single one? 
Except for, you know, Mark Henry and The Rock. That's literally the only ones you can come up with. Before Kofi and before our now champion, Bobby Lashley, please show me another black person who was WWE champion. Not Big Goldie because Big Goldie has been retired. So, if it was not The Rock or Mark Henry, who else? What are the black champions that we have? I'll wait. I'll wait. Oh, that's right. We didn't really have any. Because, you know, according to, you know, some Vince McMahon and other, you know, wrestling personalities, black people cannot be at the top, can't sell, basically. It's why black people do not get to be champions long. Because they don't sell or Vince doesn't want, you know, a black person to be head of the fucking company. Which is bullshit and racist, but it's it's hard for us. It's hard for us to have people that look like us be champions. And when it does happen, it never fucking lasts long. It never does. When Kofi became champion, yeah, when Kofi became a champion, he was champion for at least what was it, seven or nine months? I can't remember. He was champion. From WrestleMania all the way into the first episode of SmackDown on Fox. And it was over within five fucking seconds. Just like that. And it was never talked about ever again. Because it pro- it wasn't supposed to happen. It happened by accident. So it was just a happy ass accident. We all cried. We were all happy as hell. To finally have Kofi get the fucking big one. That it took him 11 years to get. And now we have Bobby Lashley at the top of the fucking at top of the company after 17 fucking years. 17 fucking years. It should not take a black person to get the championship. It shouldn't take them fucking 17 years. And I don't want to hear black people's, sorry. I don't want to hear why he was mouse Because y'all have a long ass list of people who look like y'all who have been champions of this goddamn fucking company. Y'all never let us have this one. L- literally, Ever. Y'all always gonna be like, don't put race into this. Why do you guys put race into this? We're all one person. I don't see color. Like, the fuck? No. You need to see color. You need to see that there is still fucking racism in this goddamn industry. And it's fucking sad. Like, a lot of fucking wrestlers who are black don't get booked because they don't act like, oh, I don't know, like black enough or the way they act is, you know, too much for them. So, please, white people, apparently you know so much about fucking racism and wrestling, you know, please enlighten me, educate me, because apparently I don't fucking know enough. (sighs) Sorry, I had, oh my God, that was just, oof, that was a lot. So, all right, so we're going to move on. (laughs) Let's move on to the next episode of No Hook. So, last week, we ended off with a bit of a, you know, mystery, mystery, a mystery is still going on within episode three of No Hook. We are now on episode four. So, um, unfortunately, you know, if you watched it live with me, um, we had some technical difficulties and none of the audio or anything like that was, you know, it was, you know, we couldn't, we couldn't hear it, basically. We couldn't see it. It was all just wrestling. So, 
today, well, technically yesterday, today's the fifth because it's one thirty in the morning. Uh, yesterday, uh, the episode came out on, on um, IWTV, the award-winning IWTV. You know, if you're a new subscriber, um, go ahead and use code Paradigm for a free trial of IWTV. So, um, so this week, sorry, yesterday, <laughs> we finally got the whole entire episode. You know, audio and all. So let's go down on what the fuck happened. So we start the episode with Jay Rose and Jody, and Jay Rose is asking Jody to look at his elbow pad to make sure that he isn't cheating. And Jody is bragging that he is just such a great elbow practitioner, and he's going down the list of all these people with, you know, great elbow spikes, especially, you know, elbow spikes, with great moves like Macho Man, Randy Savage, and all these other names, and Joey's just bragging, bragging, bragging. So then in comes Charlie. Now, Charlie, I love her to death. Oh, my God. I love her. I just want to have a party with her, me, and Pop-Tarts. Like, oh, my God. I guess. She comes in and starts talking about them being dark energy in the room. And Jody starts to get a little nervous and puts the blame all on Charlie saying she's crazy. She has no idea what she's talking about. So Jay Rose finally finds nothing wrong with the elbow pad and in comes the champion, Myron Reed. And of course, Jody takes his chance to take Charlie and run. So Myron comes into J. Rose's office talking shit as usual, asking J. Rose to put Nakeem in a match. And Nakeem, I'm sorry, oh my God, I can't talk today. Nakeem is accusing J. Rose of giving matches to his so-called friends in the back and goes on and on and on. So then J. Rose is like, you know what? Okay, I'll give you a match. Nakeem's like, that actually worked? He's like, yeah, you know, I'll give you a match. So J. Rose gives him that match that he was looking for against the one and only Alex Kane, the suplex machine. Oh my God, this match is just brutal. Basically, Alex Kane folds the Kim in two and ends him with the mark of Kane for the one, two, three. So, of course, Myron wasn't happy about that and uh, attacks Alex Kane. And it's basically 2-1-1. Nakeem and Myron are both attacking Alex Kane. And I'm just like, hello, is there not anybody in the back? So, of course, um, Myron hits Alex in the back of the head and knocks poor Alex out. So then after that, we get an audio from Miles. Now, Miles starts talking about how uh, this time last year, he was attacked by, I think his name was Lamont Beverly. If I'm wrong, please, I, I could, look, Miles, you said someone else, like, I couldn't hear you, bro. I heard Lamont Beverly. Uh, he was part of the ring crew uh, at a show last year, and he was attacked. And, uh... Then he was attacked by a wrestler. I can't think of a second name, but he bullied the fuck out of poor Miles at his UWFI match and was talked about by Flash Thompson. So we get a match with Flash Thompson and Don't Die Miles. And Don't Die Miles came out and whooped Flash Thompson's ass as he goddamn fucking should. So Flash Thompson can no longer be talking the utmost shit. Now this match was this match was insane because um oh god, I just forgot that Flash. Flash hit Myron I think on the hardest part of the ring and Miles just went down and I'm like I was sitting on my couch I'm like Oh my god, I'm like, Miles, are you okay? Like, he can hear me through the fucking TV, of course. And I'm just like, ooh. I was scared for poor Miles, because 
oh miles just looked so much in pain i was just like oh how dare you flash how dare you you bastard so then after the match uh we get jody is talking to the disembodied voice again and jody starts talking about the elbow pad and of course even as the voice the uh the disembodied voice what their pronouns are and their pronouns are actually they and them so that's what we're going to call them um they start asking jody if anything is going wrong with the elbow pad and jody says no jody then asks them about the uh dark energy does the elbow pad give off dark energy because charlie earlier said that there was some dark energy in the room that j rose charlie and jody was in and Apparently, she felt it all around the building, but she finally been able to pinpoint it to that room. So, Jody, again, you know, sorry, but <laughs> we're going back. Jody asked them, the voice, about uh, the dark energy. And they say, yes, it gives off dark energy. And does Jody feel the dark energy flowing through his veins? Jody says no, but Charlie can feel the dark energy. And they say that Charlie has to be eliminated because she'll be an issue going forward and that she knows too much. Jody then starts to try to make excuses for poor Charlie and they say that that wasn't a, suge a suggestion, but it was a command unless Jody wants to lose the gift that they have given them, him. And of course, Jody gives in. So then we get a match with Jody versus Charlie. Charlie is just the sweetest sweetest little thing she has this doll that she talks to and oh i just forgot the doll's name i had it written down but of course you know i didn't spell it correctly i, just, I think it's uh, i forgot fuck it uh she has this doll that she talks to and she also loves pop tarts so we start off the match with them eating a pop tarts and charlie says you know i i think uh whoever eats the whole entire pop tarts first wins the title well, Jody starts choking on his Pop-Tarts and Charlie starts going to work. But then halfway through the match, Charlie realizes that Jody ate her Pop-Tart. And you do not do that. You do not eat Charlie's Pop-Tart. And she starts to go off. She starts to whoop Jody's ass. Until all of a sudden, of course, Jody hits him with that elbow and wins the match. And I'm just like, mm, Jody, 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 Jody. I know it was Jody all along. Jody caused everything. Hashtag, it was Jody all along. He caused technical difficulties. He did it all. It was all Jody the wrestler's fault. So then after the match, we get a flashback to what last to last week with Nolan's match and what Nolan did to Jay Rose after the match. So we're back in the ring and J. Rose is announcing the Dread King, um, the Dread King, I just forgot his fucking, why did I not, why do I not put everyone's names down? I just put Dread King, I'm stupid. <laughs> we get Nolan versus the Dread King, and of course, before J. Rose can even finish his sentence, Nolan attacks J. Rose, and I'm like, Nolan, what the fuck, bro? Why the fuck are you attacking J. Rose? I don't know what his deal is with J. Rose, but he keeps attacking him, and I don't understand it. So then uh, we get, the match doesn't even start until at least 10 minutes into the match. They are just outside hitting each other with everything. Stairs, doors, like it's insane. It's insane. This match 
was insane. Nolan is a fucking crazy bastard. Something is wrong with that kid, but goddamn it, is he goddamn talented, man. <sighs> so then we get the main event. This main fucking event. Oh my fucking God. This main event was for the Midwest Championship chain. And it is Ken Broadway who is the holder right now. The interim holder because we still have a champion in Chase Holiday. Uh, that's who the champion is right now. And I'm not going to fucking forget it. Uh, against Calvin fucking Tankman. Oh my God. When I tell you this match. Oh my. If I don't get Calvin Tankman against fucking Hoodfoot soon. I'm going to lose my fucking mind. I'm going to lose my fucking mind if I don't get that fucking match. If I don't get that match in Paradigm, we're going to have a fucking problem. Anyways, <laughs> this match is in fucking insane. He is ragdolling Ken Broadway all around his fucking ring until Ken Broadway starts getting the strength and starts fighting back. But it just was not enough. It was not enough because we have a new interim champion and his name is Calvin fucking Tankman. So then after the match, uh, Calvin is, we hear Calvin's voice and he starts talking about his accomplishments and what that means to him. Winning that chain means to him and his daughter. And then all of a sudden Ken Broadway attacks Calvin for the chain and basically tells, tells, uh, basically tells Calvin that nobody, and I mean, nobody is taking that chain from him. So after that, we get Jay Rose and the mysterious guy that's been interrogating him for four episodes now, uh, asking Jay Rose about what the fuck just happened. And the voice is confused by why nothing was done. Jay Rose explains that the title is the chain. And if any promotion is going to uphold the rules of the streets, it's paradigm. So Jay Rose is getting frustrated at this voice because this voice is like, what, what does that mean? Like, why couldn't you do anything? Like, that means nothing to me. So, Jay Rose is getting frustrated because he has been loyal to Paradigm for the past two years. And I don't understand why he keeps being interrogated for the for, for basically what's going on in No Hook. He is so confused. And they're just going back and forth. I think we finally get a name. I think his name is like Ben Gerard or something like that. I, I, he's talking way too fast. So, basically, he was like, the voice is basically like, look. I'm going to be here and I'm going to help you clear your name. And Jay Rose is just like, huh? Okay. So then we cut to the credits and then we get a cut scene, like a fucking Marvel movie. Um, they locate the hacker and Jay Rose doesn't understand what that means. But the voice does say that the hacker is in the Southern city limits of Indiana, Indianapolis, Indiana, Indianapolis. Yeah. And Jay Rose knows exactly who that is. But of course, we have to wait till next week to find out because the cutoff right with J. Rose about to say who it was. So then we are left with a message at the end of the episodes. And it says, and I quote, they were in front of you this entire time. The answer lies with the the first of the very first search through the archives and find the answers. I don't know what that means. I am. <sighs> I'm shook. It gave me chills. I am like, what does this mean? What do you mean? I have to go to the archives. Like what archives are we talking about? Like do I have to go to our, yeah. 
do I have to go through the archives of WTV? Do I have to go through all the Paradigm Pro Wrestling archives? I don't know. I don't know, man. So basically, I put my conspiracy board back up. We're back looking crazy. Hair everywhere trying to figure out what the fuck does this mean? All these messages. All of this. Oh, my God. I'm still trying to figure out where J. Rose is being held up at. I didn't. Okay. So basically, I did. I. Fuck. I had at least two places. I looked down south. I didn't think of looking, you know, maybe east or maybe, you know, maybe he's up in Canada being, you know, held against his will and being interrogated by this goddamn voice. I don't, I don't know. Me trying to figure out what is nine hours away from Indianapolis is fucking hard, especially by fucking driving. That's, ugh, it's irritating. But the two places that I've knocked it down to is maybe the panhandle. If they went down, if he's being interrogated and he went down south, he's either being interrogated in Alabama, which I don't know why he would be in Alabama, or he's in the panhandle of Florida. I just, look, those are the only two places I can think of that are nine hours away from Indianapolis. Not Sorry, nine to 12 hours away from Indianapolis by driving because I don't think these fools are flying. And if they are, that just fucks up everything and I have to go back to the goddamn drawing bar. Jay Rose, why are you such a fucking genius and why do you fuck with my brain so much? <laughs> so that is it for this episode. We're gonna cut it right here. But I do have a little surprise for y'all. So next week, um, next week is about to be interesting because I will be li- hopefully, hopefully, as of right now, I'm crossing my fingers, dotting my eyes. Sorry, cross your teeth, dot my eyes. Hopefully, hopefully, I will be in location doing a interview and wait till you guys find out who that interview is i'm not going to spoil the surprise i'm not gonna tell y'all who it is but when y'all find out y'all gonna mark out at least i hope so so i next time you hear me you won't be hearing this echo and all that because i have a big ass fucking apartment so my ceilings are very high so that's why you hear an echo all the time so there's really nothing I can do about it. It's a big-ass fucking apartment, and it has a fucking echo. So, and plus, I live like a fucking man. I don't have much furniture. So, yeah, my voice bounces off the fucking walls. It sucks. Anyways, <laughs> so next week, I'll be on location. You will not be hearing this fucking echo. I will be in location in the Midwest. Y'all can guess where I'm going to be at. Hmm, where am I going to be in the Midwest? So with that, I'm going to make y'all sit here and think about where the fuck I'm about to be at next week. (laughs) All right, guys. I will be talking to y'all later and shit. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to the Black Wrestling Revolution Podcast. And Booker T got a shot. The distraction worked. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information and updates, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Black Wrestle Rev. Until next time, take care.